Hello, everybody. <clears throat> I probably sound like a mess because I am one. I'm sick. That won't stop me. I got to get these thoughts out in the universe. And speaking of, for the podcast this week, it's going to be on my thoughts. And, of course, chokhmah that I gather from the internet. Enjoy. Okay, folks, let's cook. I'm going to first teach you about something called the Mary's Room Problem. For those that have listened to old episodes, I've talked about this a couple times. I'll tell you my story. This woman named Mary, she knew theoretically everything about color, down to the electromagnetic wave. However, she lived in a black and white room. She had never seen color, but in theory, she knew everything about it. One day, she opens the door, and she sees color for the first time. And Mary says, now I understand what it's like to see color. What does this show? When we extrapolate this, it teaches us that we can know something in theory, but we don't truly understand it. It's like when parents would say, time flies, or early bird gets the worm, and all these, there's a bunch of mannerisms and figures of speech that we've heard a million times, and we understand, we believe them, but we don't truly understand it. It's not until you do get something done ahead of time because you're early, then you go, ah, now I understand what early bird catches the word means, or you become... Uh, a teenager and you're like ah now i understand what it means when time flies as a kid and you always heard this that is the mary's room problem and it happens all the time and it happened the other day because i was thinking now often you realize it after you understand something fully however you can realize it beforehand like the other day i i hear all the time delegate 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 so you are the ceo so you are passive in your business you're not working in it but on the business i've heard all this in theory a million times and I even tell, I even talk to people that they're like, ah, this is so annoying. I hate this job. And I'm like, how much revenue is coming in? Can you afford to, to de- delegate out and pay someone to do that job? And then you do nothing except look for more leads. And they go, yeah. And I'm like, so in theory, I know those people, but I don't truly understand it yet. And to conclude my thought, I cannot wait to truly understand that predicament. I can't wait to be in that position. And it all started coming to mind because I'm getting a new venture going in regards to a rental property. And I just cannot wait to scale the business and delegate tasks out. I can't really do that with my personal training business because I'm a sole proprietor. I haven't built the brick and mortar that will allow other trainers to come in. Since I rent from a facility, I don't think they would allow me to have people come in and then I pay someone to train them. I just don't think that would work. But maybe one day I'll have a brick and mortar and I'll have that issue in the fitness space. I just don't think I want to do it right now. Plus, the return on investments, absolute schlock, fakakta on fitness, uh, returns better in other places. That's not saying people haven't made millions and billions in fitness. I'm just saying I personally like my odds elsewhere, which is why I'm doing real estate. The investing side, not the super active realty and other sides. All right, thought number two I had, and I had to write this down because it got me fired up. Our desires, they're actually there to remind us how much we love the process. Hang on for the next three minutes here. This will be a paradigm, a paradigm shifter at the end of my spiel. Listen up. Whatever it is you want long term, think of it like a performance at a theater, a big show. Okay. Actors and actresses they audition for a role first, then they practice really hard for that audition. They get it. They study and practice for months and months. Then they dress rehearse before the big show, and they get on stage and it happens. The people watching. For the most part, they don't think about the sacrifice. They don't even care about the sacrifice. If it's a horrible, horrible show, 
they don't stand up and go, oh, incredible sacrifice all the way down to that audition you studied for. They don't do that. And because nobody thinks about the sacrifice, majority of people, and this is not factual, by the way, this is just an opinion or almost a guess. I'm just guessing because there's no studies out there surveying this. But I think most people don't want the sacrifice in life because they don't think about the sacrifice. We just see everything on a platter in front of the curtain. People want only the goal. And and even those that do want a goal so bad they're willing to sacrifice, they just don't know where to start and what they should sacrifice to get what they want. So shift your perspective. Start wanting the hustle and the sacrifice instead of your goal. Want the hustle and the sacrifice. Why? Find others who also want it and then create culture. You will create culture within a group when you find other people that want the same goal but also fall in love with the hustle and sacrifice. That's culture when a group of people come together like that. And don't worry, I'm going to tie this in. This is exactly what musical theater people do. They fall in love with the process. They find other crazy hustlers and they all joke about the misery together. That's the mind-blowing part. The desire or the destination, it's actually a reminder as to how much we love the process or a reminder of how much we do not love it. So again, let's use that analogy. When people are done the show, the actors and actresses are finished their show, they are reminded of how much they love that process because of what it gave them. And this is more now getting yin-yang philosophy here, is I'm not here to tell you one is better than the other. I'll repeat that. I am not going to tell you that destination is better than sacrifice or the process. And I'm not going to tell you process is better than destination. That's for you to decide. But they do go hand in hand because they both remind you of each other. And they bounce off each other. It's like an echo chamber. Moving on to a deeper concept is I think people... (coughs) Excuse me. I think people have been blinded by noise this whole time. You guys know what noise is? It's when people aren't actually doing shit and they're just talking. Again, spitballing. Nobody knows what they truly want anymore. We've almost been tricked by the media. We've been tricked to love outcomes, desires, and destinations. That's it. Make the big dog money, right? It's simple. Keep chasing the carrot, they say. But we truly have everything we need inside us. That's the crazy thing. It's all inside us. I was just talking to a client yesterday. It's a dangerous trap when someone relies on external things or factors to be happy. I'm going to say it again. It's a dangerous path when you rely on external things and people for happiness or peace or whatever. We just don't rely on anything external, I'm telling you. Because those things can be created and destroyed. And it's like relying on the pillars to be foundation. What if they get destroyed? We need a good foundation. Well, how do we do that? We focus on ourselves because our vessel, our consciousness, you could say, that's forever. When we focus on ourselves, truly, I know it's a vague term, but I'm not going to break it down. Focus on you because you are with you forever. That self-talk you've got, that is, you are with it forever. Think of all the external things in your life. Shed the identity, strip the, rip the strings off. You're not attached to those. You're borrowing all of those external things in your life. And on a deeper note, you're borrowing your thoughts, you're borrowing your self-talk, you're borrowing your body. But 
for for this spiel just i want you to think what is with you truly forever that we know of until you die it's your self-talk it's you take care of your body take care of your mind and that is how you become your own best friend and that is how you don't fall victim to relying on external stuff so you're happy with the external stuff because one day it will go and you're going to be crushed your identity will be attached to those things and you will have no identity and you'll be miserable partially because you've been taught to be miserable because you've been taught to identify with things so there's something to think about you know what i'm saying (laughs) wow in a nutshell the thesis there who knows maybe the process we like because it reminds us of the destination maybe the destination we like because it reminds us of the process it's like the i think a couple podcasts ago i said what if someone delayed gratification so much that they actually never even got to the gratification part what if their whole life was delaying gratification until they died they never got to experience the nachas the joy but it's a paradox because then that person they if they get pleasure in the discomfort knowing it will lead to pleasure then that delaying gratification was joy for them so they were actually joyous their whole life so it's up to you whether destination or process is better but think of that that musical theater analogy create culture by finding other people that like the process or like to be in pain and discomfort find that community Um, and then that deeper concept is don't let the media keep pushing you to rely on external things for your pleasure comes from within people comes from within truly Uh, i'm gonna hit you with some tiktok stuff and that's it if you had the whole world's attention for 10 seconds what would you say every celebrity every politician every friend you've ever met every stranger you've walked past you had all their attention for 10 seconds what would you say You know, I was thinking about this really hard. I I still don't truly know. Like, it's like the genie giving you three questions or three wishes or whatever. Do you ask for people's time? So do you tell people in the 10 seconds, hey, I know this is crazy. You can all see me and hear me. If you want more, come to this page, you know, come to this website, come to this Instagram. Do you do that so people can hear you for longer? It would work. Or do you just hit them hard? You, you could do something like everyone give a dollar today and we eliminate food hunger for the rest of our lives. Boom. Cut. Like You could do something powerful. Or you could say everyone do a good deed to somebody today. Boom. You'd have the world just like one big positive place for one day. I don't know. I Honestly, the analytical, logical guy in my brain says shift them over to another platform. And I know you're not going to get full retention because people think it's some sort of shtick. But a handful will come over that you can actually team up with other folks and hopefully make an unbiased, which is impossible, but hopefully make an unbiased, good, loving, peaceful message. Or just create... Actually, no, man. I just thought of this now. Maybe create a community. So, like, you get everyone over and it's like, hey, everyone, welcome. This is crazy. You'll never believe this, but I just got this magic... uh, granted superpower to get all your attention and now we're all here so like we're a big group let's all like stay together and maybe we have so many people listening to one platform let's vote on what we should talk about and change and then you get people voting and it becomes like a little mini digital society <laughs> i don't know that'd be crazy so moving on this tiktok video talked about productivity now 
Tell me if you agree or disagree with this. This guy goes, you don't need more self-help books. That's what he says. You need more productive habits. And I agree with that fully. Uh, I would rather someone read one book and take action for all um, every month of the year versus someone reading 50 books in a year. I'd rather the first. So I agree. You don't need to read more self-help. Get those productive habits underway. But then he goes on to say, like, exercise daily. Doesn't have to be a lot. Set out to complete two to three things the night before. So you make a list of two to three things you have to do the next day the night before. We've heard this route before, right? He says, allocate three to four hours to do those tasks. Just, that's it. Three to four hours every day. Like, put those in the schedule of task to do shit. Three hours. He says, you will get shit done if you do that. Instead of just having the list to do whatever. Just whatever. Whatever I have time. No, you have to make that time. And you don't hang out with people in those three hours. You don't talk on the phone for those three hours. He says you'll be less stressed because you aren't putting things off. This reminded me of a quote from Jeff Bezos. Stress is a side effect from ignoring stuff. I like that. Because think about all this stress in our life. It is a side effect of ignoring something. Sure, it can be a super literal thing. We get stressed about our laundry because we've ignored doing the laundry. But it could be deeper. It could be you're stressed about the future because you've ignored making a plan or you're stressed about your trauma because you've ignored taking care of that baggage and talking to someone about it you could be the list goes on you know what i'm saying it can be deeper deeper things okay do not ignore something what are you ignoring these days think about that stop ignoring it simple 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 stop ignoring it and and if you're like zav you're telling me these things but how do i do it I just told you, this guy actually, is, I like what he says. You got to allocate those three hours, three to four hours, put them in. Those are working hours. And I know, Zev, I work 12 hours, one hour that day. And then the next day, the other three, unless you work 12 hours every day of the week, and literally seven days a week, 12 hours a day. If that's the case, I'm sorry. That's a whole different conversation we'll have. Assuming you're not that person, you can schedule time in and do it. Or, or you suck it up sleep two less hours that night get the shit done and then the next day you can sleep normal again like it's to me i don't know why people kvetch they're very simple simple answers to these problems but yeah i'd forgotten about that. i saw that on instagram as well it was instead of reading how many weeks are in a year it's like 48 or 54 or something let's say 48 instead of reading 48 books a year read one book and take action 48 weeks a year <laughs> way way better and it's funny because after i read that i actually thought about these three books i have that are well some of my favorites every year i'm gonna read those again i've started to live like a monk again and to me i'd rather i'd rather digest those three books that changed my life big time i'd rather digest those year after year after year than just keep ripping new ones and be like yeah okay i've heard that i've heard this that inspired me but nah and i'm I'm not gonna i'm not dogmatic like I'll read a new book. I'm just saying, find the ones that changed your life and keep reading them every year. You'll take something new from them every time. Folks, thank you so much. We're going to continue with this next time. You're the best. I didn't even give my famous intro, but if you've stuck around, Shalom Aleichem. Good Shabbos. Shabbat Shalom for all my good. You have a great weekend. Enjoy your Friday. It's time to relax and kick back. Folks, I love you. And you should love yourself. Because it's very admirable what you've gone through to be exactly where you are now. You survived a lot. Folks, 
This was a pleasure. Enjoy. Take care. And for my future great-great-great-great-grandkids. I don't know. Spread love. <laughs> Bye.